And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Good to see you. Uh, Good to be with you. Good to be in your cars, in your workshops, in your homes for what will go down as the weirdest 4th of July in the world that we've all collectively had together. I hope you're safe. Um, We've got a good show for you today. I'm sitting here with Zuckerman. Uh, I've got an interview with Frank Grillo. I love that guy. Terrific guy. You may have seen him in the uh, Netflix movie The Wheel Man. He's Um, the real wheel man. I know him from Billions, where he plays Nico Tanner, the the troubled... uh, a self-introspective painter that goes toe-to-toe with, uh, with Axelrod. And, uh, but he's got this show, uh, Kingdom, that you may or may not know, with a really interesting story that's going to be on Netflix. Um, so in a minute, we'll do that interview. Um, also want to remind you guys, we're running out of time. If you want to buy the 87911 commemorative A Meth Head Stole Our Shirt shirt, go to blipshift.com forward slash spike and get that shirt. I think there's only about seven days left. I think this show is airing, well, let's see, Wednesday. We'll have Johnny Lieberman next week. And then I think it's a day after that. So go there. Buy this for your kids. I think it's the perfect shirt for your kids. They'll always <laughs> ask you what he's smoking. <laughs> and the question is, who's the real wheel man? The meth man? Oh, yeah, or look Frank at that. Grillo? Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo wheelmen. plays a wheel man, but the meth man was a real wheel you man. Gotta, you know, and I, and I did this over Zoom, one-on-one, Zuckerman, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but you got to listen to it. This guy's our age. You're not going to believe how he looks, his body fat, the rest of it. It's insane. This morning, though, Zuckerman, I woke up and, 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 and Carl Reiner died. Oh, no. He's dead. This guy was, Illuminary. you know, I don't usually talk about celebrity deaths, but this guy really had a special place in my heart. He, he was 98 years old, and he's like, you know, he's the comedy writer's comedy writer. He did the Dick Van Dyke show um, in the 60s, the, you know, the story of a TV writer at home and at work. And it was my dad's show. But it's, you know, when you're watching, you're watching TV as a kid, you're always watching what your dad watches. And I really got hooked on this show. And that's one of the reasons I love Dick Van Dyke, and he has a special place in my heart. But Carl, you know, George Shapiro represented him, who uh, uh, represents Jerry. Jerry. And, you know, back when I was doing my late-night show, George called up in the, I think it was in the, uh, the second year of the show, and we were always a struggling late night show because Fox gave us no fucking help. I'm, I'm not afraid to say that now. They never promoted us. They, we didn't exist. But it was kind of nice to be up in a little corner of Saturday night without anybody paying attention to us. We had a really decent audience of a few million people, thanks to Mad TV. And, uh, you know, we would have fun. But a lot of people don't even know about this show because Fox never ran an ad, a billboard, a post, just nothing. They just deserted us. Well, we had a great time. We were on the air for three years. Anyways, George calls up one day and he's like, Carl Reiner wants to come on the show. And I'm like, God damn. Wow. How, you know, he's got a new book. And I'm like, he's still writing? So at this point, he's got to be in his uh, late 80s, early 90s. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know he's not. Uh, the audience, maybe, that's watching Fox on Saturday nights, which is generally people who are high doing bong hits. <laughs> but bring him on. And, you know, I called my dad. And, and you didn't know Fats, but Fats was a big fan of comedy. 
And I said, you're not going to believe who's coming on the show. And it blew his mind that Carl Reiner was coming on his son's show. It really, it was a really big thing for him. And then it became a big thing for me. And I remember when he, he, he came out, I didn't get a chance to chat with him uh, before the show, but when he came out and he sat down, we had just run this remote piece this, uh, that I really loved doing on the show, which was called My Childhood Home. And it was, I used to go out into the street with a camera and a microphone and just try to come up with bits in the neighborhood. And the bit we came up with with the writers was every house... Every door we would knock on, we would say, this is my childhood home. (laughs) Could I come in with my documentary crew? Everybody would let us in, and I would just start improvising memories. And they would always start nice. Oh, my God, this is just like the kitchen table we (laughs) had breakfast in. I can see where this is going. (laughs) This is the room I was raped in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't say that word. We wouldn't make rape jokes, which are inappropriate. But we would say, I, I remember... You know, being in this woman's dark kitchen, and there's like just a bunch of guys, audio guy and PAs, and and I, you know, I'm, I'm making up. Oh my God, it's, it looks like the same refrigerator that Mom would get the milk and make the cream of wheat. Remember cream of wheat? And she's like, Yeah. And he goes, You know, and that little pantry there, that's uh, where we, uh, <laughs> that's where we locked. What's her name? Who's the woman that was kidnapped in the 60s? Patty Hearst. <laughs> Patty Hearst, right? <laughs> one of the writers is like, say that's where Patty Hearst was kidnapped. And the woman's starting to look, you know, and now she's kind of quiet because she catches that joke. And then I'd go into the bathroom and go, that's the bathtub mom used to cry in after dad would come home drunk and beat her. And then we'd get kicked out of the house. It was always a really fun. I really loved doing the bit. <laughs> it was always really fun. It, I enjoyed <laughs> watching the faces change as the memories got more and more horrible. And then we would say, oh, no, sorry. We're a comedy show anyway. Carl Reiner comes out after that bit and sits down. He just he says hi to me, but just looks out to the audience. He goes... How funny, how funny is that? Who knew that this funny show is going on? And it just, this love letter, this minute of how much he loves me, the comedy in the show, the jokes in the remote. And, you know, and then my dad sees the show and he calls. It's just a moment for me with my dad personally. And then for this guy who is, you know, He's just the guy you look up to. It's a guy who's working up until he's 98 years old. He's writing comedy, right? He's just, I don't know if you have a lawyer in your life like that, Zuckerman, but this was the king of comedy writers. Oh, sir, I have a big question here. What's a bigger moment in your life? Carl Reiner on the show, having lunch with Louise Fine, Larry Fine's <laughs> sister, or going to a strip bar with Dan Rather. Wow, those are all <laughs> yeah. very... Big comedy oh, moments, but <laughs> today it would be Carl Reiner, and he came on the show a couple times, and I just always—he was just a kind man, a kind man, Zuckerman. And you know, he used to hang he, every night, and Jerry told us about it, and you know, he'd hang out and watch movies with Mel Brooks every night, and eat uh, slippery cow ice cream or whatever that stuff is, and. I would always try to get in on that, and they said you're too young. <laughs> you can't go well, by. Really, this is their, <laughs> their, this is their <clears throat> leftovers, their epilogues of the 20th century. Yeah. But but he, he's imagine 20, work until 98. I understand, a but he was a real. He really set the tone for the last portion of the 20th century. He did much more television than the Dick Van Dyke show. 
Of yeah, course. no, well, I know. Family? You go to his IMDb page, and you'll it's, be flipping, flipping, flipping. You go back to Sid Caesar. You go back past Smothers Brothers. You just keep going. Perry Como. You just keep going. Mr. Television. Yeah, yeah. He what really, a guy. Really, really was setting. He had a lot to say, and people wanted to hear it. Yeah, and a sweetheart and kind, and we're gonna miss him. And condolences to everybody. And anyway. Yeah, that's how my day started. And, I, you know, I'm not usually affected by that because I didn't know him really personally as a friend. But it's, you know, it really I was taken aback by how it affected me this morning. But anyways, it's just a fucking shit year, right? 2020. 2020, Zuckerman. Trying to turn it around. Diarrhea. <clears throat> then the year of diarrhea. I got in our 87-911 to come down here and had the uh, scratchy Credence Clearwater Revival tape cassette jamming. And I'm starting to get happy again. And this, again, I'm realizing the value of these cars and these drives. But 2020 reared its ugly head, Zuckerman. <laughs> what happened? Because just as I'm starting to relax and cruise down the road and the, the sunroof is open and the sun is shining and the 405 is sparse, a Christmas tree holder <laughs> falls off the back of what I'm going to, I suspect, is a junk dealer's pickup truck. Light blue in color with the little whingy screws that hold in place. And I watch it slowly trickle off the back of the pickup truck and go into the lane to my left. And which a Ford Explorer driven by a young lady hits it and flings it (laughs) into the air directly at us in our car, Zuckerman. And I have to jolt to the right as this mortar shell just misses the rear driver's side panel. Because the thing looked like paper at first. I didn't know what it was. And if you imagine the truck, it bounces like this. The rear tire hits kind it. Kind of in goes, slow motion coming slow at you. Slow motion kickball in the air coming down. It goes, boom. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's coming towards me. Quick jerk. Coffee all over my hands. Car is fine. But it's just a, a reminder, Zuckerman. Oh. Be all that close. Be careful in 2020. Be careful today. Be careful over these holidays. Wear your goddamn masks. If you're going to come to this Cars and Coffee with us on Sundays at Bill's, 8 to 10 a.m., it's fun. And I notice people are wearing their masks and they're, they're, they're keeping a respectful distance. But take care of yourselves because 2020 is not over and it's lurking. 2020 has been kind of far. I'll tell you one other thing. This, this is the year of me getting moving violations. Oh, I've no. got I've got three tickets, three separate tickets pending right now, and I attribute this to me making fun of you. And, and so, <laughs> wait, what are the cars and what are the infractions? Well, I had one in late 19 when I just got in the 2020 911, the okay. new Aventurine green car. Yes. On my second drive, I turned onto Santa Monica Boulevard, and a repugnant cop pulled me over and gave me a gratuitous ticket <clears throat> for not using my blinker. Adjectives. And he also gave me a ticket for, he, he was mad. He said, why don't you have your permanent plate on this car? I said, I haven't got it yet. He said, you've had the car for two weeks. You should have it. I said, well, guess what? I don't because I'd put it on if I did. And then he said to me, where's your proof of insurance? And I showed him an insurance card. He said, that's not for this car. And I said, yes, but I have 30 days to add a car yes. to my insurance. I thought so, you were going to say I had 30 cars, yeah. which would just be the end of you right yes, there. Yes, but no, he gave me a ticket <laughs> for no blinker. 
and for no, no insurance. And I said, I said, do you know what gratuitous means? And he said, I do. I said, well, this is a perfect example of what a gratuitous ticket is. And, uh, and then he, he went and he took his little dumpy body and went away. And then at the beginning of COVID, in the red 964, yeah. I got a ticket northbound on La Brea. The motorcycle cop was hiding at one of those nice motels there, one of those crack motels yep. on Lower La Brea. And he gave me a ticket. He was a very nice cop. And then... When I left here after our last... And I was telling you how rip-roaring fun the Zagato was. I got in the Zagato. <laughs> I left here. I went down Olympic. And <laughs> and you and, were ripping. And I was ripping. And I was in a bad mood, and I needed to blow off some steam. I know that and, road. And I, and, it, and I sliced through traffic. I did. <laughs> I did. I had to go through from the thir- number three lane. Yeah. I crossed diagonally to the number one lane. And then I was through traffic ahead of the pack, Ferriston. And as I broke free of the pack, a motorcycle cop pulls me over. And... He was wearing fucking braces, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) Ferrison. On his legs or on his teeth? On his teeth. And they were like mossy... 10th grade oh. braces, and I'm thinking, if you got a badge well, and a gun, him. a shotgun on your motorcycle, hmm. you can't wear fucking braces. Keep your janky teeth. You keep He's fixing them. No, Ferris. You, 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 okay. How, what kind of position of authority <laughs> when you have mossy braces on your teeth? And you're he's giving just me a, a t- human being like everyone else. Except he's giving me a ticket, so he's not well, a human being. Well, you are being. going fu- really fast. So he said to me... What is this? And I, and <laughs> I had I, just told you the world's reaction to this. Car he doesn't know is what it is. But then yeah. he said, "You know how fast you were going?" And I said, "I don't know, about uh, 37." <laughs> and, he, and he said, "He said you were going 91." I said, "That's that's impossible." Did he laugh when you said that? I said, "That's impossible." He did kind of laugh because I said to him, "I said there's no way this car. Look at this thing. It's a skateboard. It, it has a 1600. It's got a lawnmower it's engine. It's got a lawnmower it. engine. 1.6 liters. 16." How could it go 90? I said, how could it possibly be going 91? And he sh- then he wanted to show me with his smiling braces teeth and his, and his laser gun. He wanted to show me. Uh, and, and I had to really bite my tongue and not tell him, you look fucking ridiculous. I wanted to say, you look like a fucking clown with those, oh, no. fucking, with those teeth and your gun <clears throat> and, and the whole package. But he wrote me a much, this much... This is a speech about white privilege it's turning into. I never knew what it was until it, you well, just that, said it. that I can get away with <laughs> this and not be with shot. That. Right? <laughs> I I, for, I completely understand that I exercise white privilege with yes. my interactions with law enforcement. Yes. I have no fear about getting shot. I've actually told them to just go ahead and shoot me, and I they do won't do that. I put my hands on a steering wheel when yeah. I get pulled over. Oh, I fuck just want to be guys. careful. Huh? Yeah. So anyway, but then he wanted to know all about the car. He, he thought it was a Ferrari. He didn't understand. I had to really go slow. I had to go slow. He was kind of breathing through his mouth with his braces, and I had to tell him very slowly. <laughs> uh, he didn't understand Zagato, and I said... He, he, he wanted I, to know what it was. He wanted to know what it was. I explained it. I, I went slow. I broke it down. Used little words. Bite-sized pieces. This gets to my point, by the way, Ferrison. Do you know what a Chiron is? I think you do. A what? A Chiron. A Chiron. Yes, yeah. a Chiron. A lower so, third. And like so we, words. Okay, so we are screens. going to make... A billion dollars. I have an idea. 
we're going to get chirons for people. Human we're, chirons. Yeah, right. chirons. I Human like chirons. Idea. We're going to install these chirons. So you know what a chiron is? Is yes, it's the it's, it's the, the lower third at CNN, the banner, the t- the ticker yes. that's, that's sending a secondary message. It's sending a secondary message, basically the headline explaining what the person is saying. That would be and good. And most people can't communicate. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. What they mean, they don't know what they're saying, and they don't know what they mean. And if they had a Chiron, I don't Chiron, know what you're saying right now. Yeah, if they had a Chiron installed in their chest, yes. that would give written indication yeah. of what they're really Look talking about. Look at him, he's about. rubbing his chest right yes. now. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about at Chirons. this point. Anyway, but you back got, you to got the a cop. ticket. So I get to the, yeah, I, and so he didn't really understand. I should have had like a little sheet to hand. Well, it's a hard car to understand. It is? The Zagato? Yeah. So he, yes. he, he couldn't get his head around, is it new or is it old? Exactly. And I said, it's That's, both. Yes. I said, it's both. I said, take it, is, it's old but new mm-hmm. and new but I old. I just tell people in that situation, because I answered a lot of questions about that car, 1959. That's it. 61. I know it's built on a 61, but it's a design from 59, and I have found, for the person who's not really the consummate car guy, to just go... Uh, one of nine, 1959, Porsche Zagato built. And that, I can get out of the conversation pretty quick after that. It reminds me, here's another digression. When my son was young, we were taking care of his friend's snake. <laughs> the snake ate something called pinkies. Do you know what pinkies are? No. Pinkies are unborn mice that you oh, keep in God. a bag in the freezer, right? Yes. And they're harvested out of the, the, the mama mouse's stomach before they're born. And when I tried to explain to my son what a pinky was, he had the same look of confusion. How can it be in the bag in the freezer if it wasn't born? That the cop had with me explaining what the Zagato Porsche was all about. Unbelievable. Well, you know, at the Cars and Coffee, I met some uh, a police officer who's a fan of ours, who loves our show. It's the, uh, it's the Criminal Stolen Car Division. They're, they're huge fans of the podcast. I, okay, the guy <clears throat> They who, love us, but they need to spread the word to some of the other officers that... Not to give us tickets? <laughs> I love that guy in Beverly Hills. He's <clears throat> the Beverly best, Hills Ryan. cop is a good Be- guy. Beverly Hills cop is the Look, these best. guys, got a, they've got a tough job dealing yeah, with guys like you and your, your Zagatos. And my anger issues and my authority issues. Yeah. I, I had, had something called oppositional defiance disorder. ODD. Odd. Do you know about this diagnosis, Ferrison? No. Now? Go ahead. I just told you. You're not paying attention, though. I'm you're looking at your phone. I'm trying to pull up the specs on this. You know, I printed up a review of this FTR 1200 Indian, and then what did I do, Zuckerman? What does FTR stand for? Fuck the... Flat Track Racer. And uh, what did I do? I left it. That's the way today's going. I you left it in the potatoes printer. For I got all the way down here. After the tree holder got flung at the car and then realized I didn't have any of my notes from today. I am so sorry, Ferguson. And here but I, I got to talk about this bike. And I'm going to have to Google through screens on my phone. So bear with me. <clears throat> Let me take a break. What? What do you want? What, what, what? Let's just take a break for a second while you pull it off. No, no. Let's just go. Oh, because sorry. Okay. They're, yeah. coming to pick up, they're coming to pick up the Targa. That's going to Steve Alicon at Johnson Alignment. Uh the 87 has got to get the air conditioning uh, wrapped up again. We've got stuff to do. You've got to go back to work. i got to go back to work. And so I'm looking right now at my Monte Carlo RS. You can look at your phone, and I will talk I about look at the it. Monte Carlo RS number, number 526. You ready to go? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that I was car's just gonna, great. That car's great. Marco at TLG did a great job on the car. I'm looking at the sport exhaust, and... 
He addressed my notes. And you I, gave it to me for a day, and I put together a, a list of what settled. I think was wrong with this car. And you sorted. And most importantly, the driver's seat and the exhaust. And now I'm looking at it, and it's a shame, but it's sold. <laughs> and I'm not going to drive it in its current perfect form. No. It, that next, it's going to Switzerland to uh, uh, someone there, and it's perfection now. It's really an amazing car. I hope this guy loves this car because I love this car, and it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is but a it's shame one of the we best didn't get 911 RSs to drive it around here. Anyway, let's talk about these uh, the Indian FTR 1200S race replica livery is what I have. This bike uh, retails for seventeen thousand um, dollars. Again, let me a word of caution: I am not a motorcycle reviewer. It's <laughs> I'm a guy who rides a '66 Triumph Bonneville. They're dropping off motorcycles. I like this now because they just they they take a new bike fresh from the factory, right off the truck, right off the train. They bring it to your garage, and you're like the first guy to drive it. This car was broken in though. They said they had to break it in a few hundred miles because it's a little bit of a beast, and they are right. Um, <clears throat> it's got a 60 degree V twin, 1200 cc's, makes 120 horsepower, zero to sixty is in the 3.4 range, right? What that's car is in the 3.4? It's very well, fast. That's, that's turbo, Porsche turbo. That's Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's It fast. feels a lot different. Um, weight is a little over 500 pounds, which I'm hearing is uh, heavy. Oh, here are, the, here are the specs that I had printed up. Let's see if I can, uh, anything else before I can talk about what it's like to drive it. Um, front wheel, 19-inch. Uh, rear wheel, 18-inch. How can that be? The front wheel's bigger? I guess so. Um, fuel capacity. Anyway, I'm just going to talk off the top of my head about this bike. First of all, Zuckerman. Yes, sir. I drove this bike to the Cars and Coffee on Sunday, right? And I, you, know, I, you know me, I usually take one motorcycle ride a summer to Bills on the most dangerous roads in America. <laughs> Sunset down to PCH and then PCH to Bills, right? The, that's pretty much the top of the most dangerous motorcycle riding in America. And, you know, I, I had the Royal Enfield last week and the 66 Triumph, which is a tootler. And now I'm on this uprighty motorcycle, 1200 cc's, that is designed after a flat track racer, Sonny Nutter. Sound familiar, right? Right. And it's modeled after this bike they've had success with, the FTR uh, 750, which I guess they were racing uh, currently, 2016. They live in the driveway. I get on this bike. First, first thing you notice, the upright stance of this bike. You're kind of sitting upright, a little mailman stance is what, I like, is what I call it. And the guy says, you know, there are a couple modes with it. Don't put it into sport mode just yet. Get used to the bike because it's... Uh, because it, you know, and he starts talking about wheelies and you're going <laughs> to do wheelies, but don't worry, worry, it's got wheelie control and it's got traction control. It's got ABS. It's got all the, the electronic gizmos. <laughs> exactly what I say. What is wheelie Does control? Two little, two little training wheels come out the back. And I see my boys are with me by my side and they're like laughing, going cool. And I'm like, he goes, look, if you're in sport mode and you get on it, it's going to go up. But just know when you get to here. I've got my hand now pointing straight up towards the ceiling. 
the, there's an electronic limiter computer chippy gizmo that's going to send you back down slowly. So you can get horizontal. <laughs> you can get vertical, rather. Yes. You can get straight vertical. Pretty you much. can be it's, at 90 degrees. It's about 11 o'clock. His hand was like at 11 o'clock. And if you've seen this bike, you can Google it and have a look at it. You're just like, you know, if you're me, you're like, God damn, I, I don't want to be up that high. But I kind of do. There's this guy on Instagram, Salasuko. I don't know if you've, I've ever sent him to you. This is just a guy, these guys run the, ride these big, heavy Harleys, right. and they ride Tall them on Boy one T wheel. Is another guy. And he uh, these just, guys are great. Unbelievable. Just go for miles, riders. miles, shooting sparks off of their rear fenders. Anyway, I was kind of cumbered. I haven't tried this yet. Here, now I want to know what this guy's name is. Oh, it's going to make me crazy, and I won't see his stuff. Anyway, somebody will send it to me. Anyway, <clears throat> they say, uh, okay, a couple things with the bike, and they are true. One, it's cold-blooded. Let the bike warm up, which takes about a minute. Otherwise, it's a little jumpy. So you, you start it up. By the time you get your helmet on, your gloves on, your, your, uh, your glasses, the rest of it, you're ready to go. You let out the clutch in the normal mode. Zuckerman, the thing just jumps. Really? It just jumps. <laughs> I've yet to have it in sport mode. But then you kind you kind of get used to it. The the it's the the rear seat for the passenger is one of those you know race bike rear seats where they you're just sitting. slip right off. <laughs> they don't, but you're holding on right beneath your butt to two uh -huh. grips. My my kids were like holding on around my belly, which is also embarrassing. I don't like that, but you know it's it, I don't know. It's not it's not a bike for. Here's my assessment of it. Okay, very small gas tank, three three and a half gallons, I think. Sorry if I'm wrong about that. So it doesn't give you a long range. <clears throat> it's a touring bike as long as you're not doing long tours. Overall, the bike is really fun. But Zuckerman, you know, here's my conflict with it. And it's nothing to say. I have nothing really negative to say about this bike. Well, a couple things, but they're teeny. It's like a GT3. In car analogy, you get on this bike and you realize it's you have going. something special. You have something. Uh, it feels light, even though it's not that light. And it is fast. And it jumps, right? So you don't really. <clears throat> you can cruise it, but it's happier in the highest RPM range. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just. And I love that too much. I love it too much. And this bike wants me to take it out into the canyons and, and go to town on it. And I, I don't trust my skill set just yet. Mm. So I'm a couple weeks into this. I, I guess I have the bike still for a little while. It's it appealing you. to my. It's appealing to a part of me that I that has been dormant for a while. Uh, that has been dormant your immature on, teenage brain. Yes. So you're still not <laughs> mature enough to drive this motorcycle. As I used to drive my ZX600R like a maniac, five, you know, four seasons out of the year through snow, racing it around turns, crashing on people's front lawns by missing turns, having fun. This bike can really do it all. But at 55, I, I, I'm not so sure. But I love it. So today, this week, Zuckerman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it into the sport mode and, and do some wheelies with it <laughs> in a controlled area <clears throat> um, because it's capable. The bike is so far, you know, with everything, your traction control and ABS, it, does, it, 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 it helps you. I, I'm just not sure how far I can turn the damn thing how low I can get it in a turn. Like it's been so long since I've dropped a bike down mm. in a turn 
and I don't have any reference point for tires and stick. You know and what I'm saying? And, and you have a brain-body disconnect right now because you are older. So the brain knows what your body's <laughs> supposed to do, but the body will not comply with instructions. And your yeah. little potato chip body will fling off. <laughs> yeah, broken. <laughs> broke no, it won't fling off. I'll go down and slide, and then I'll just hit be the raspberry jam. <laughs> um, but I love, you know, I love motorcycles. And now, you know, I started this because the quarantine was on, and there wasn't a lot of traffic. But the traffic's coming back. But I will tell you, Zuckerman, I love motorcycles, and I'm going to tell you, I love this bike. This bike is great. I took it to the car show. The, you know, you're only getting to experience the exterior styling of it, but everybody loves it. It's a great-looking livery for this bike. There are three different liveries, but race replica is the coolest. Um, I don't know what else to say. For seventeen grand, what an incredible little machine. Really cool bike. Um, thank you to Indian for uh, giving this to me. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to keep enjoying it till they take it back. And then I think uh, Moto Guzzi's coming. Ooh. And then I heard the Ferrari F8 Tributo Spider Come on. is coming. Um, That's a big is, pull, Ferriston. It's going to be good. And then I've got, I believe, uh, Porsche Cayenne Coupe GTS. Really? So some good stuff coming, Zuck. Some good stuff coming. <clears throat> um, anything else you want to say before I bring in uh, my interview with Frank? Well, Ferriston... I've got nothing other than Chirons. Well, listen to this, because you're going to like this interview. Frank Grillo, um, it's funny, because I was watching Billions going, who is this guy that's getting in every episode? He's got such presence. He's going toe-to-toe with uh, Axelrod. <clears throat> but the, obviously, the showrunners of this show like him. And you can tell he's a star. And he's an older guy. Yet, you know, and I'm not, insecure, you know, I shouldn't, I don't feel insecure about saying this. What a great-looking guy. He's Tough the guy. guy we all want it to yeah, be, Yeah, we want right? to be a tough guy. Turns out this guy is our age, Zuckerman. He looks great. He's 5% body fat. He lives in Venice. He, he loves the Porsche 911. He's got a Hellcat convertible. He's a professional. There is such a thing as a Hellcat convertible? You're going to hear the story in a second. He's, uh, he's got this other show about MMA fighting, this little show that could on a, 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 a network called the Audience Channel that went down kind of like Esquire and Car Matchmaker. But he was going all over the world, and he was meeting MMA fighters, and he was kind of training with them and sparring with them and watching them fight. What a terrific And the show has an amazing show. story. They've now fu- they've pulled all three seasons from this uh, this audience whatever it is direct TV they don't make new content over there and now they've got a shot on Netflix the show is there right now all three seasons it's I was telling him you know I just ran out of stuff to watch and I watched the pilot of the first episode and I went thank God I love this cast this guy's uh, fitness tips are unparalleled for guys our age. He's 5% body fat, Zuckerman. 5% at 55 years old, I think he is. Impressive. Or 54. Uh, anyway, I really loved him. I love the show. Listen to the interview. Again, I apologize if, it's, if the audio is bad. It's Zoom. There's nothing I can do about that right now. Um, He's but the here wheel man. is Frank Grillo. The wheel man. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm excited about this. Um, and I'll tell you, it's funny. I, I watch Billions. Um, oh. And I'm currently in season four, I believe it is. 
right? And, you know, episode after episode after episode, I see this guy, you. And I'm going, who, who is this guy? Why is he so important to this series all of a sudden? That's hysterical. But I'm sitting there going, you know, the guy's obviously a star. And I can tell the showrunners uh, know this guy is a talented star. And he, you, you can't take your eyes off him when he's on the screen. Wow. <laughs> where, where did he come from? Okay. Yeah, you know, they called me. It's funny. They called me and they were like, hey, man, we want you on the show. And I'm like, I've never seen the show. I said, I'm, I'm kind of like an action guy. And right. I've got my own little niche. And how do I fit into billions? You know, and, and uh, they went, no, no, we want you to be this artist. And, and I'm like, well, it's okay. I, I, I mean, uh, you sure you want me? I'm like, you know, do I kill anybody? I mean, <laughs> But, you know, it turned out, it's so funny because this business is so weird. You know, it's a small little arc. I think I did eight episodes and the guy comes in for a few minutes in each episode. And he is, I guess he's kind of integral to the story, but you know, people are so like, hey man, I love you on Billions. I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> because you go to toe to toe with Bobby Axelrod, I guess played by it. Damian Lewis. Yeah, and it's interesting. But here, I was just going to finish. I, you know, I love the character Nico Tanner, but that wasn't it. I was just like, there's something special about this actor, and and you know, I want. We're all watching a lot of content now, and then I'm off to the next show. So right. now, cut forward to now. Your PR person goes, "Hey, do you want to have Frank Grillo on the show?" And I'm like. Frank Grillo, well, wait a minute, why do I recognize that name? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Is he promoting Billions? And then they say, no, he has a show called Kingdom. Now, Kingdom, I'm in a moment where I've seen everything that's been produced. Right. We've watched all, we've been in quarantine since March. I've seen every show. And they say there's this, uh, this show with an interesting history we're going to get into, and it's about MMA fighting, and uh, it stars Frank Grillo. And I, and I go, so he's not promoting Billy. So he goes, no, he's promoting this. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not, it's not my show. And it's, right. And, but you still, you really stand out on that show. Anyway, you know, I, you know, I got into, I just watched the pilot. Now there's, it turns out there are three seasons of this show already made. It's, four, it's really four because four. Can direct TV, because of contractual things, they combined, they made 20 episodes for season two as opposed to 10 for the regular seasons. Right. It's really 40 episodes. So it's really four seasons in, in a package that says three seasons. Ah, I yeah. see. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm so happy to have something new to watch. Like, the show is fantastic. It's really <laughs> but, but it's been around since it, the season funny. one was 2014, correct? Yeah. It's so funny because, so my partner and I, my partner's Joe Carnahan, who's, who's written right. The Grey. Him and I did The Grey together with Liam Neeson and Smoking Aces and Narc. And uh, we did a movie for, Wheel, for Netflix called Wheelman, which was a big success. And then we did another movie, me and Anthony Mackie, which called Point Blank. And then I have, a, I have a docu-series called Fight World on Netflix. So we have a great relationship with Netflix. Mm -hmm. And my agent during this coronavirus, Charlie Jennings at CAA, who's a brilliant dude, uh, James Gunn, who directed, I, I did the Captain America movies, right? So I'm in that mm -hmm. world. James yep. Gunn, who directed, this is how it works. James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy. And he tweeted about a month ago, the greatest show that no one has seen is King. <laughs> right? It goes viral. My agent calls Netflix. <laughs> they know I have a relationship. 
Within two weeks, they bought the series and they're putting it out on Wednesday globally on Netflix. Okay, well, that's today. You know, that's July 1st today. And they're going to be loading up seasons one through three. And it's really fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's an MMA-driven drama series. Um, you play uh, uh, Alvi. I can't pronounce your last Alvi name, Alvi. Alvi Kalina, who's the right. patriarch of the whole thing. Uh, an ex-MMA fighter, and the, 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 the backdrop of the, of the show is this gym, and my sons, Nick Jonas and Jonathan Tucker, are both MMA fighters. And you've retired, and yeah. you're, you're trying to keep your struggling gym open. That's where we begin this series. But it's a family drama. And right. You learn, you learn something very interesting about one of my sons early on, which is a big secret. And, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm holding on by a very thin thread. I actually come out of retirement at one point <laughs> at the end of the season. Yep. And I fight Matt Hughes, the great <laughs> six-time world champion. Um, but it's, it, the show was a critical darling when it came out. But DirecTV and Endemol, they had no platform. So nobody right. could see it. Uh, but when I tell you this show was a critical success – and we would always say, man, if it was only on Netflix. And so now, four years later, dream. because of my agent, Charlie Jennings, the show's going to be on Charlie, Netflix. I'm going to have to, I have uh, CA agents over there. I'm going to add Charlie Jennings oh, to my roster. <laughs> I am. And I, you know, I, I'm in a similar boat. I was on, I have three seasons of Car Matchmaker that was on the Esquire Network. And oh, yeah. the es Esquire Network went off the air. And and NBC Universal kind of holds this show hostage, and we've always wanted. I need to talk to Charlie. Charlie's the guy. Charlie's a genius, man. <laughs> Charlie's a genius. I mean, he. You know what? And it all happened because of this. You know, people aboard. Yes. Everyone has seen everything on every streamer. Yes. Know? And uh, it's a different business. We're but now you're selling yourself short because the show really is great. Um, and I was reading about your. You know, I, I had this came about so quickly. Um, I've been spending my morning kind of catching up on you and the showrunner, By uh, Byron. But I love the story that he, he, he was just a fan of Ultimate Fighting from the very beginning. And he was watching Faces of Death, he said, because he, he was trying to understand these people that would fight each other to the death and beat the pulp out of each other, which really predates um, you know, MMA fighting, right? Absolutely. And then he pitched the story. Everybody thought perhaps it's probably a little too lowbrow, but he didn't give up. He decided to write the script on his own, yep. took it out, and now here you are three, yeah. four seasons later, right? Heading to Netflix. And you know, I'll tell you. An inspiring story. In this crazy environment that we live in, brother, if the show does well on Netflix, if people find it and they like it and, it, and, it, and, and they're out, you know, the Netflix algorithms. Yeah, yeah. If it shows that people are interested we all spoke amongst ourselves, and it's like, we'll do another season or two. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I, I watched a group Zoom you did with the cast. And, right, right. Uh, you know, it was the last thing I watched before we connected uh, today, and I just, I loved everybody. I loved the whole attitude of this little show that could. Yeah. And then it delivers on the acting, it delivers on the production values, and it delivers on the world. Yeah. Like, you know, I know what I'm going to be doing for the next seven days, which oh, is eating all seasons one through three of this thing. Talk to me and let me know if you dig it. Like, let me know. if you I already know. I've already watched so much of it. And here's yeah. why. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great likable cast, but I'm, I'm fascinated by a couple of things. One, 
you're a guy who's over 50. Oh yeah. And you and you're like 5% body fat training every day. Like it's it blows my mind that you and I are around the same age. <laughs> and now I understand why I'm behind the camera so much and you're in front of it. What is it how have you been how have you been training during this quarantine thing? How does that work? I have in my house here, I have a three-car garage that's been converted into a uh, full gym. I have, you know, all the boxing accoutrement that I need. I, I, right. I, I box every day. I do jujitsu. Uh, I have full Olympic weights. My buddy who owns two gyms here in, in uh, Santa Monica sent me over basically all of his stuff because he closed his gyms. And uh, I have a couple of trainers that come through uh, that I take their temperatures every day. My son, <laughs> my 23-year-old trains with me. So I'm training twice a day now. You know, the movies that I do, all these movies that I do from the right. Good Captain, they're all very physical. So it's my job to kind of stay in shape. And, uh, and so I've been training two or three times a day during this pandemic. And wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of- You're crazy. the only one. I know. <laughs> Everybody else, the rest of us are going, ah, we'll get, we'll get back into the oh. shape when this thing is over. But you're right. Yeah. I want, uh, you're my spirit animal now. I want to be like you because it is what, it's a unique opportunity to really get yourself under control yet with three times the amount of stress. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's also created this, I have three sons and it's created this amazing, amazing, I'm, 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 uh, I'm single now. I'm uh, almost divorced. And so I live by myself here in Venice and I have my kids alone three days a week. And those three days are a full 24 hours a day. With yes. My yes. Sons. And I, it's created such an amazing bond. And I don't want to sound like a cliche, but who cares if I do? It's with my kids. And, and so between the training and all the time I get to spend with my boys, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. There have been some amazing moments and certainly some positive spots. You know, I'm doing the same thing with my guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's that? Yeah, boys. I have two, 12 and 10, though. So oh, it's Great. biking, video games. We, you yeah. know, we work out. They were surfing this morning. It's wonderful. And then at yeah. night, we're electric vehicles like bikes and scooters through the neighborhood. And you do, you think about it, you're right. You're spending a lot of quality time with them and they're not exactly unhappy about it. <laughs> you're not, I got to tell you something. Yesterday, I had them all day and we, we, uh, we started out, I bought these little fossils and they had to kind of find the, the fossils inside the rocks. So we sat here for a couple hours doing that. Then we went on a bike ride through Venice, came back. I laid out some paper on the floor. We took out three canvases. We painted for two hours. Wow. I, I just spent more time with my sons in one day than my father spent with me in four yeah. <laughs> I know. That was different. <laughs> That's what made us us. That's what made you you. You're so, you're so right, man. <laughs> They're not going to want to leave now. They're going to want to live with you in that beautiful house in Venice. <laughs> You've got a great bagel place out there, by the way. Yeasty Boys. Do you ever go to the yeast? Do you even eat a bagel? Do you even do that? I don't eat. So I want to know what you eat for breakfast. That's the first thing that occurred to me. I don't eat huh? breakfast. I you don't? I, I, uh, do you I work out then? Do you wake up and work out? I wake up and I train empty. I don't eat till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Really? I stop eating about 7.30 at night and I'll start eating again about 2 in the afternoon. What about coffee in the morning? Do you have coffee? I have coffee. Sometimes I'll have a bullet coffee, which is butter and coffee and the whole thing. Uh, 
but uh, I'm paleo, so I don't eat grains and 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 uh, and rice and oats and stuff like that. Wow! And, and you still can get into a hard workout without oh, anything man. in your All stomach. I need is protein, fat, and uh, and really clean carbs. But you're waking up. You're waking up hungry. Now look, the lowest body fat I've ever been to is eleven. 0.5% body fat. And I was, at, at night, I was shivering like a little girl, <laughs> even in the middle of summer, shivering. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. I was a wrestler from when I was seven years old, so I was always cutting. I've had a bad relationship with food my entire right. life. So I, don't, I like not to eat. I like, I like if, I'm, if I'm a little bit full, I feel sick. Then how, then how does it start? So you're, you grew up in New York City, right? Yeah. You're kind of a dude, right? But how does the acting thing come along to a guy like you? you no, know, I was kind of, I was always interested in, and it, it's funny because, you know, watching guys like Sly and, uh, and those dudes back in the day wanted me to, be, I wanted to work in the movies, but I wanted to right. be in the movies. Now I'm friends with him. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm friends with Mel. I just, I got a movie coming out with Mel in January. We're about to do another movie with Mel. I'm, I'm good friends with Sly. I've done a movie with Liam. I did a bunch of movies with Willis. Uh, I'm going to go do another movie with Willis. And it's all these guys who I kind of really dug. And, and The tough guys club you're it was, describing. You know, it, was the <laughs> it was the regular guys. Right. Regular guys. And look, at What I, do you do with Mel Gibson? Do you ever see him socially? All the time. And what do you guys do? What do you get together and do? Uh, you know, we'll just have dinner. You know, he's, he's sober, so... We'll just have dinner. We'll get the get the families together, or you know. We hang what, out. Does he bring out brownies? Do you have to say, "Look, four uh, percent body fat here, Mel." <laughs> Mel likes to eat, man. He does. He likes to eat, but he also likes to train. But he eats. He likes to eat. <laughs> does that get hard for you? I mean, are you just you just practiced at the hey? No, I'm not, I don't need about it. About it, I just don't. You know, it bothers people. Like if I it sit does. down dinner with him, yes, it does. Partner, they get mad at me. Because they overeat and I don't eat. And so right. it's, it's my fault. Somehow I'm to blame. <laughs> but it's also, you know, here you are, a guy over 50 who's really now starting to get very famous. Now, you've, you've been acting your whole life pretty yeah, much. But for some reason, like I, people are having the experience I had, which is we've been seeing this guy, Captain America, all over the place, The Purge. But suddenly now we know your name and now we know who you are. Yeah. For me, that was billions, but that's just because of the, you know, I like the show. It's, it's crazy. But that's now sending me off to watch Kingdom, right. which debuts right. today on Netflix, seasons yeah. one through three. You got to watch it because we want, what would you call it, season five or season four on Netflix? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and it's great, and there are great characters in it, and it's wonderful to, to watch. And, you know, it's funny. I thought of slight, uh, Sylvester Stallone. When, when I was watching your show, when I was watching the uh, pilot of Kingdom, because I thought this is, has that same kind of energy. We, we like these characters. We're rooting for these characters. They're deeply flawed. They're all deeply flawed. <laughs> and yet we want them to win. And, uh, and you've got Nick Jonas in it. Now, here's another funny thing. You see, I, I don't really follow Nick Jonas, only that I might see him on TMZ or in some pop kind of uh, magazine news website or of some kind. But I remember seeing him getting all hulked up going, what the hell is he so yeah, buffed up for? He, he, you know, that was turns out it's for this. Yeah, his first acting gig. And, you know, listen, I didn't want him at first. Mm -hmm. I was the first one 
Byron came to me and said, will you do this? And I said, well, make the script a little more authentic. And, and he did. He went and he trained with my, my guy down in New Mexico. He cooked, the script came back. And it was great. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then they wanted Nick Jonas. I'm like, dude, we can't have Nick Jonas. Right. As, a, as an MMA fighter. We're done. We're dead in the water. Right. And to his credit, he came in and read with about 30 guys. <laughs> 30 actors. <laughs> and he was the best one. He was great. He was and the, he is great. When you see him in this part, you go, yeah, he looks just like one of these guys. Right? And so yeah. really, you know, and I love him. He's a sweetheart and he's a professional. And then during the show, he got really popular with his music and became a big superstar. You know? mm -hmm. It's interesting. So when you're, <clears throat> you're training, you're, you're boxing, you're doing all sorts of physical, you know, physicality. Aren't you worried you're going to destroy your face? I mean, you got a tough guy face, but... Look at my face. <laughs> I've been, my nose has been bust. I mean, you know, it's... How many times has your nose been broken? Uh, three. Three times. Yeah. And what... And, wow, look at that. And what do they do for that? Do you ever put any... Do you just let it be? <laughs> Nothing. New headshots? <laughs> my hands are broken. Like, look at my hands. They're all busted up. Yeah, you love it. You like I getting punched it. in the head? I love, I love getting hit. I really Why? Explain. Well, it, it, you know, not many people in the world, not many men, certainly not many men in California know what it's like to be hit, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a, certain, there's a certain way that men who understand battle carry themselves, and I could recognize them all day, every day. And they're the least violent guys that you'll ever meet in your life. Right. It's guys who have never been punched in the face that walk around, they puff themselves up, they lift weights, and they're the guys who, who cause all the trouble. Yes. Yeah. So you can size someone up like, do you get in bar fights much? Do people I challenge to, you? you? Know, when I was younger, when I was younger, I, I've been in a bunch of, bunch of fights, a bunch of fights. And, uh, and got Were you the aggressor? Never. Not, not one time. Not, not one time. Much. Yeah. But I uh, I've always found myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I did this series called Fight World, also on Netflix. It's a docu-series. Based, it's based on Bourdain's, what Bourdain did. And instead of food culture, right. I embedded myself in fight culture. And I tried oh, right. I know that show. That's a great and idea. The thing I learned, the through line about people who fight, who fight for a living, who really fight, is that they, they are all the most humble, all of them, are the most humble, secure, compassionate, empathetic people that I've ever met in my life. They right. really are. Because mm -hmm. they don't have a chip on their shoulder and they're not walking around afraid. Do you know? Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Wow. No, I found that to be the case too. Yeah. And I know what it's like to get hit in the head. I didn't grow up in California. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up south of Boston. So You did? Yeah. Well, not south Boston, but south of Boston. So, so the other movie, the movie I have on Netflix called Wheelman. It's me in a car. It's great. It's I know it. Boston. All Boston. It's great. And I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about that because are you, <clears throat> I got the sense that you liked being a wheelman. Wheelman is, you know, you're a wheelman for bad guys. And then there's some other bad guy now that wants you as his wheelman. And right. he finds that you're set up by the other guys. Right. Are you, and you, <clears throat> what cars are you driving in that? And are you a car guy? I am a car guy. I am a car guy. A BMW M, uh, M3. Right, and then a Porsche 911. Yes, 1981 Porsche 911. And are you doing your own driving? Yes, 
You are. All my stunts, fights, and driving and stuff. So, so in 81-9-11, you're wheeling around that city. Yeah. How did you – and that's – They were great. They, we were in like uh, – we, we were in – we were in South Boston. Then we right. were in the North End. We were on the North End, where all the Italians are. Uh, and then we were in like Lawrence. Uh, we were in some <laughs> not yeah. so great places. So the places uh, I'm from, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we were tooling around for, for a month, in, uh, all at night. Uh, and all wow. The, okay. I love my, my wife, who's soon to be my ex-wife, is from Fall River. Hey, that's where I'm born. She Where's is. Born? I was born there, yeah, at Union Hospital. Are you, you're not Portuguese at all, are you? I like Linguisa. <laughs> I like Charisse. I was raised on their sausages, but I am not Portuguese. I'm Irish. So good. Well, she's half Portuguese, half Irish. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Murphy High School there in Fall River. You're kidding. That's where my dad went. You're kidding me. No, that's where he went after he was thrown out of his private high school. <laughs> he went to Durfee. They said, that's we're done with funny. you. We're sending you to Durfee. That's right. But yeah, my, and my mom's from, uh, um, from New Bedford. So yeah, they, so they, her, they, her rel- all of her, aunt, they were all, New Bedford and Fall River, that whole area. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're divorcing her. She sounds yes. like someone I'd like to know. She's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> she's well i'm not but that's that's fantastic then you understand that's kind of the world i grew up in too it's like you grow up in it you gotta and i was a little guy i think you're just slightly taller than i am but better I'm, I'm, equipped I'm little man i'm 5'10 uh, you know I'm yeah little. that's me but you're a very very different 5'10 than i am <laughs> i'm gonna tell you that right 5'10's 5'10 <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, guys, you know, our guys are going to love you because the uh, Wheelman by itself, fantastic film. All of the stuff is on my watching roster. We've got seasons one through three of Kingdom coming to Netflix today, guys, July 1st, 2020. Um, you know, I was happy to make room for you after uh, you were pitched because I like the show so much. I oh, thought this would be... It'd be great to meet you, and um, you know, again, like I said, I really uh, think you're great on uh, on Billions. You Thanks, know, I think you're doing a great job there. Um, and so, what else? What else do I need to know about you? What do you like for cars? What do you want? Oh, you, you know, you I have a um, I have a downstairs in my garage. I have, so I did this movie Boss Level with Mel that my company produced. Right. Uh, it's kind of like Die Hard meets Groundhog Day, but in the movie, I have. A brand new uh, a Dodge Hellcat. You oh, know what yeah. a Hellcat is? Yeah, of course. We chopped the top off, <laughs> and we made it a roadster, and that's the hero car. Uh-huh. And Dodge gave me one of the cars, and <laughs> I I did the same thing. I, so I have downstairs in my garage a 750 horsepower roadster. Let me see if I can pull up a picture. Really, is it on your Instagram? It. I don't know if it's on my Instagram. I should have a photo close by. Put it on your Instagram by the time. Uh, by I'll the put it on my Instagram. I want to see what that looks like. But you'll, I've had many cars in my life, but this is probably, could you, can you even see that? Oh, I can. Yeah. Wow. That looks fantastic. Yeah. So it's all murdered out. It's all. Matt- and you've got the roll, you've got the roll bar you in it. The whole roll cage in the whole thing. That's good. Some yeah. people don't do that. I won't say names. Kevin Hart. But. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's important to have because if that that really looks beautiful, it's gorgeous. People stop. I've been pulled over by like six cops who don't want that. No, I don't get. Yeah, they just want to know what the car is. Who did the work on it? 
with the guys who did the movie in Atlanta, we left it with them, uh, and, and he did it. Yeah. Wow. And then I brought it back, and I had it repainted here in California, and it's got, like, this Mercedes matte black, this 2020 Mercedes matte black. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. It's scary fast. I know. They're yeah. beautiful, but the controllable fun you can have in them. Absolutely. Where do you drive? I go up to PCH, and I'll go out to Joshua Tree and, like, just oh, there you go. out there and stuff like that. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you have cars? Yeah, lots of cars. We do. do a we do a big cars and coffee oh, in Malibu every Sunday. Of course. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we do this Malibu run to the Malibu kitchen every weekend, cool. twice a weekend. I have coffee and talk. And now with quarantine, there's like a Sunday kind of temporary cars and coffee, not eight to ten a.m. in the Malibu Country Mart every Sunday in front of the Malibu so you're kitchen. Up there, you're up there every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's on, that's my golf. Well, we'll talk after this, and we'll we'll take okay. a we'll take a ride because it's really there's nothing else we can do. Great. Right do you live in Malibu? I live in Brentwood. Oh, that's okay. So so I was in the Palisades. Uh, well, now my wife is in the Palisades. Yes. Well, good. Look at that. I mean, I I built a dream house. And now, <laughs> uh, so now I'm in Venice. So so you're my neighbor, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Well. Uh, well, again, Frank, congratulations. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you in the last 48 hours. I can see that you're a huge talent and you're about to become the next Bruce Willis, the next Sylvester Stallone, oh, the next Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's obvious to me. I mean, and because you're a bona fide movie star and, oh, um, you're love, and you. you're, you know, playing the fun bad guys and everything else. And you, you can tell you got a good heart and, you know, like I said, didn't know you watched on billions and I went, well, there you go. That guy. No. Who is that guy? It's amazing. it's amazing. At this stage that people are still going, who's that guy? I love it. And that's the greatest. Well, thing. It's a great arc to be working your whole life. And, you know, as you crest past 50 to be suddenly You're popping, that's a dream, right? Yeah. That's yeah. usually when careers are slowing down. You know, so God bless. <laughs> there you go. Well, listeners, seasons uh, one through three of Kingdom are on Netflix right now. You got to check them out. I'm uh, highly recommending. Frank, we'll see you uh, in Malibu for coffee. Thank you soon. <laughs> All right, my brother. Thank right. you so much. Okay, congratulations. Bye. All right, there it is, Frank Grillo. What a guy. What are your plans for the fourth, Zuckerman? What are you doing? Well, nothing. Nothing. I'm gonna actually going to go down. I'm going to split. I'm going to go down to uh, the house down in Mexico. It's very quiet there. It's very isolated. Be with the family. Hang out and just stay safe. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm going to be here too. Should I, I Should I go down and buy the fireworks and throw them off in the backyard? What you should do is you should go up <laughs> to the house uh, in Baldwin oh, yeah. Hills because you'll have a vista of the city of all the legal and even better, the illegal fireworks Well, you'll have display. to tell your houseboy to let us in. That could be a lot of fun. Maybe I will do that. We need something to do. Anyway, I wish you all a happy and safe 4th of July. Um, next week, uh, it's our freewheeling fun. We had a really fun uh, kind of cars and coffee with Johnny Lieberman of Motor Trend. You're going to love it. I don't even remember if we talked about cars. but We, we talked laughed. about pads. We talked about... Uh, late, yeah, we talked about how to get our female demographic up, and Zuckerman was especially unhelpful in that regard. We will see you uh, then next week for Spike's Car Radio. Excellent. Excellent.
Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.